Welcome to the Drink Local Podcast. My name is William. And this is Misa. We are avid, longtime craft beer enthusiasts. We aren't industry insiders. We aren't Cicerones. We are not brewers, and we definitely are not critics. What we are is most likely people just like you. People who just really, really love beer. We've been drinking craft beer for over 15 years, and during that time, our passion for craft beer has informed so many of our experiences, whether it's our tourism, our culinary preferences, the types of activities we do for fun. Craft beer always plays a role. And today, we are, it is June 20th, the day after Juneteenth. <laughs> uh, this it's my dad's birthday, actually. Happy All right. birthday, Happy dad. birthday. All right. And... <laughs> We uh, are technically on episode 15, Yeah. although we'll see what happens with episode 14. Uh, <laughs> it was, we got some very good beers in that episode. We did, yeah. Um, we maybe uh, got a little too drunk, I don't know, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see if we can salvage something from that episode, and if not, then, uh, you know, that's just something that's between us. Yeah. But, uh... Today, what we're going to be talking about is representation and activism in beer. Mm -hmm. So we have three very unique and diverse beers mm -hmm. that we are going to drink. <clears throat> Would you like to crack the beer? Yes. All right. What are you cracking? I'm cracking BPLB. A hazy IPA by Crowns and Hops. Oh. All right. All right. No splashes. That was a good, yeah, that was a good one. There we go. Here we go. You're such, like, I feel like a Japanese person because you love the, the oral. The sound? Experience of it, yeah. Like you, 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 you have like you, you're very. I mean, hey, I grew up watching a ton of beer commercials, okay, and they always make sure you got that sound, you know, the <laughs> doop, 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 like you know. That's interesting because uh, in America, our beer commercials tend Don't to just that. talk a lot about cold tastes. Cold taste, and then it's always it's not really. It's more about like, hey, we're partying, like that it's was a good like time. There was like a generation of that. Uh -huh. There was a generation I remember where. Uh, it would like suck, right? Like the commercial opens uh -huh. up and everything sucks. And then like out of a portal, like a freezing <laughs> Budweiser, uh, I think it's Budweiser or Coors uh -huh. or something train just pulls oh, up yeah, yeah, with no regard right. for uh -huh. human life. Right, 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 right. And then and all then of a sudden it's snowing. Right. But like there's just like white women in bikinis. And you open it up and it's and just like, everyone's oh, partying yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. really happy. But then like, there was some kind of change where um, actual white women uh, were like, wait, how come we keep always ending up in bikinis right, in why, this situation? Right, like someone not, pointed it out. Why are we not, why are we like serving the beers? Well, they weren't serving it. They were just having a good time, but like they were always like, being sexualized for some reason, but it's just like, you know, yeah. it's. It's, For some reason, it's beer. we know what the reason is. Yeah, but I mean, like, is beer is beer sexy? No, no, no. It's beer. They think is they're gearing it towards guys. Right. That's what it is. Beer is not sexy. They are like, what do guys like? Ooh, sports, 
bikinis, women in bikinis, uh, whatever. I don't know. Like, why do guys like why? I'm doing a dumb voice too. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, you know what it is, what it is. You know, like I'm not gonna complain about it. Hit dog holler. You know that's what they say. So, but like, why? Do guys like why does the penis always have to be involved? Like why do we always right, I don't like, know. why do we always need know. our penis stimulated? Yeah. While we're doing, doing anything? anything? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, cuz I think it's the the quickest way to it's an attention grabber, right? A commercial is like how many seconds? You need to fucking grab that attention real quick. Boobies. There you go. <laughs> Oldest trick in the book. Boobies. <laughs> Anyway, cheers. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> what are you having? Sorry. Well, I'll tell you what I'm having. I'm having a Boomtown Brewery mm -hmm. Mexican-style lager mm -hmm. called Bad Ombre. Oh. Which, um, I mean, today is an appropriate day to be having that because... The president is having a rally <laughs> in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma oh today. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot to talk about in this podcast. Oh, boy. Because, uh, as you know, um, mm -hmm. I think that this beer is somewhat of an activist beer mm -hmm. because it's a Mexican-style lager, and mm -hmm. I believe that it is a reply to where uh, when <laughs> the president was um, running for president. Yeah. And using... Oh, is that when he was saying this? I believe so. I think that he was still running uh -huh. when he was using this uh, racist rhetoric uh -huh. and referring to um, people of uh, Latinx descent uh -huh. as bad hombres. Uh -huh. So um, I really thought this was a cool beer. It's definitely got a really cool looking can. It's like uh, one of those... Um, what do you call these, like, Mexican, oh. like, Dia de los Muertos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a sugar skull. Sugar skull. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really cool. So, yeah, I never knew what it was called. But let's see what it says on the can. So it says, a classic Mexican-style lager, blued, excuse me, brewed. <laughs> brewed. Ah, uh, you've been with an Asian too, too long. <laughs> brewed with Pilsner malts, corn and rice, Howertau hops, Gentle spice and floral notes. Gentle spice. Yeah, I guess they. Uh, just a, just a, it's just a a kind amount of spice, not too much <laughs> gentle. Um, and it combines for a superbly clean lager, mm. all brewed using soft water. We build in house. Salud. So gentle spice and soft water. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Wow. So this mm. is a, uh, yeah, Boomtown Brewery is in Arts District, LA. Mm, this is a good lager. Yeah, it's really freaking good. Mm. Um, ah. And when I saw this can, I just had to, mm -hmm. I had to pick it up. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a 12 ounce can, so I got a, a six pack. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely had to get this beer. So um, the next beer. Mm hmm. I'm going to move on to that beer. Okay. And then you can talk about the uh, BPLB. Okay. Okay. But the next beer is actually from Florida. Which no. It, oh, Maine. Oh, sorry, Portland, excuse me, Maine. Maine. You know why? I, I keep seeing FL. Yeah, I don't right know. Here. I don't know what that FL Maine. is about on this, but it's from Maine, I guess. But it's a Shipyard mm -hmm. Brewing Co. Mm -hmm. beer, and it's called 
Happy Pride IPA. Mm-hmm. So this is Pride Month. Yep. And this is a really cool beer. It has got a traditional rainbow flag on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has hop designs, very simple design. It's, you know, it's not uh, my favorite as far as cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I find the design like a little bit, you know, like uh, first stab, at, first crack at it. <laughs> you know, like a little. Damn. A little oh, is, that, is that a hater shit? Are you <laughs> a calling little... it a like an and a work by an intern? What are you saying? <laughs> I think it's fine. Um, no, it's but I like the hop on the back though. Yeah, it's like, like I like the hop. rainbow hops. Yeah. yeah. So it <laughs> says it's not just about having pride in how we make our beer. It's about having pride in who we are and what we choose to stand for. I like that. Mm-hmm. Our Hoppy Pride IPA is smooth with a creative blend of hops. The Cascade hops we use impart citrus and floral notes to this bright beer. Hoppy Pride IPA has a sense of uniqueness that stands up and shouts, love is for everyone. Cheers. It says shipyard previously brewed at the Shipyard Emporium in Winter Park, Florida. So maybe so there that's is some what sort the of FL Florida? is for. I don't know. Okay. So apparently, shipyard is a one mm. of is the fourth largest microbrewery in New England. Well, I was gonna say this. Mm-hmm. I just tasted it. Yeah. And right away, I was like, "This is a New England style IPA." <laughs> like, okay, no, because we talk about this shit a lot. Uh-huh. Okay. They started calling hazy IPAs mm-hmm. New England style IPAs. Mm-hmm. And that's not what they were. Mm-hmm. They were IPAs that had a more malty finish. Mm. Like this one. This I one really is like really this good. One. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I <clears throat> I think we had it yesterday. And it was really good. It doesn't say what kind of hops or anything, huh? It said Cascade, I think. Oh, okay. Classic. Um... Yeah, so that's Shipyard. Very good beer. Um, and very floral, like they said. Very I wanted uh, I wanted to mention because this is like a Pride beer. Uh, last year, um, around like uh, either end of May or beginning of June, I was in New York, and I was trying to visit breweries. I was like in um, in Brooklyn for the most part. Um, and so one of the breweries that, uh, I think was recommended by somebody, one of the places I went to was Three's Brewing and they had like, uh, they're really good and they had some sort of like pride beer mm-hmm. as well. And I wanted to bring some back, but they only sold four, like a, either four or six pack. And I was like, that's too much. I just want one can, you know? So I brought a hat back. So I had the hat. It's like a... The same design as the can, which is... Oh, I see. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, well... Cool design. Hmm. A lot of breweries, Mm -hmm. you know, do pride beers. They have... They do now because I was going to say that, like, pride has become very commercialized... Yes. ...in the last few years, where I remember last year... um, Somebody was like at work was like, wow, look at Target. And so I went to Target's website and they had a whole collection of like a whole section for pride stuff. 
you know, and so I'm like, man, that's so crazy how commercial, you know, it is. And it's, I mean, it, I get it, like, in a purely just a commercial, like, marketing standpoint, like the rainbow, it's, it's so, it's such a, it's such a, it's got such a good icon to, like, you know, work off of. You know, so I kind of get, of course, it's about, you know, the cause, but the iconography of the rainbow and the colors and all that stuff, like, I feel like that definitely plays into, like, okay, we could do this, you know? Well, with regard to, so you know... It's kind of a cynical way of looking at it, but... No, I don't think it is, because with regard <laughs> to movements, uh-huh. I'm a believer that in this society that we live in, mm -hmm. which is somewhat um, oligarchical mm -hmm. and uh, a corporatocracy. Totally. Uh, any movement mm -hmm. will, the uh, um, business mm -hmm. will try to co-opt exactly. it. Exactly, We'll try to uh, make- Is it marketable? Right, we'll, we'll try to yeah. find some way to infiltrate that totally. so um we are seeing that now mm -hmm. with the black lives matter movement totally, totally. you know now that um you know you know like and people said it even when it was not something that was uh more as accepted mm -hmm. as it is now mm -hmm. when nike teamed up with colin kaepernick right you know right um uh people uh were being cynical about it right. um personally i think that uh, there are two ways to look at it. The movement mm -hmm. will always, like, uh, corporations will try to co-op movements. Yeah. But um, movements then have the ability mm -hmm. to hold corporations accountable. Totally. You know, and totally. that becomes a good thing. You know, yes. so. Um, yeah, you, you know, gotta you use it. If they're yeah, using yeah. you, you gotta use them. Yeah, right? like, sure. honestly, like, you know, um, and accountability yeah. is something that uh, almost um, everyone hates. <laughs> you know, uh, people. You know, people really have a problem with accountability. I don't have a problem with accountability. Uh -huh. You know, uh, you don't have a problem with accountability. We think accountability is a good thing, mm -hmm. but I. But at the same time, when we are held accountable, even by each other, mm -hmm. we take it poorly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so um, <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, it's just how it is. So it's, but it's always important to now that if you're going to try to make money yeah off of my yes. struggle or right. my trauma right or my movement right or my imagery my mm -hmm. likeness mm -hmm. whatever it is totally. then you need to also spend money on it right you need to you got to make sacrifices you right. got to be a part of this Right. 100%. And right. that's one thing that people have to remember. Yeah. So um, I do think that, you know, um, up until this point with our government uh -huh. in the way that it is, uh -huh. I think that um, the pride movement uh -huh. has done a really good job uh -huh. of holding people accountable. You know, I think that the government has protected, has moved, you know, we have a right-wing government. They've proved, they've moved to protect a lot of 
what I believe is bigotry with like mm-hmm. religious freedom laws mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, things that protect people that shield them when right. they're doing nefarious things, when they're right. doing harm. Right. Uh, like that woman uh, a while back who was protected for a very long time mm-hmm. when her job was simply to um, approve marriage certificates. Hmm. And I think this was in Alabama. And she would not approve gay marriage certificates, mm-hmm. you know, and she became like a martyr mm-hmm. for bigots everywhere. It was right. it was ridiculous. But anyway, though, um, let's talk about this last beer. Yeah. The BPLB. Mm-hmm. So just real quick. Yes. What is BPLB? BPLB stands for Black and Brown People Love Beer. Wait, hold on. Is it B and B? I mean, they're they're combining it. They're combining it. Yeah. Okay, because I. Okay, so I was under the impression that it stood for Black People Love Beer, and Mm -hmm. Brown People Love Beer. Like I've seen, I've seen T-shirts, but now they're saying Black and Brown People Love Beer. That's all. They've said both. Yeah. So because. Okay, go ahead. So this is a beer by uh, Crowns and Hops. Okay. And they are a... I thought they were a couple. But apparently... Apparently, they met on Tinder. Hey! But... And then, uh, I guess, uh, the guy, Benny Ashburn, introduced Teo... I want to say Teo or Teo Hunter uh-huh. to the world of craft beer. How did you find out they met on Tinder? That's what it like. This, okay, so I'm looking at this Forbes article. Okay, if you so if you go to their website, which is crownsandhops.com. Simple. There's a uh, uh, if you scroll down, there's like uh, links to articles they were featured in, right? So this Forbes article is actually new because it's from this past week, um, and it literally the first sentence says it started with a Tinder match. Okay, so <laughs> Tinder. So I've never heard of this. I've Me never either. heard of <laughs> Tinder. Resulting uh, in a brewery? Right, right. That that that's a first. That's amazing. That's right? a first. No, that's amazing. Yeah. So it says like and then when as you read it, it says even though the personal relationship didn't work out, they uh, decided to you know, I guess before they had this brewery, which they're actually in the process of building in Inglewood, so it's not built yet. And I think because of this COVID situation, it's probably been put on delay, is That's what, what I'm think, assuming. Yeah. But it says it's still coming, okay? So um, I know that they were trying to open this year, so who knows if it'll still happen this year, but it's, you know. So they have this one beer, BPLB, which is a hazy IPA, which I guess they... Uh, Brewed at Eagle Rock. Um, they brewed that at Eagle Rock Brewery. Yeah. Wow. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So they contract. I love brewed, Eagle Rock Brewery. They've also contracted with Santa Rosa's Hen House Brewing Company. So they've brewed it at both places, I guess. Okay. Um. And so before they uh started 
brewing, actually brewing beer. They uh, had this thing called Dope and Dink. Yeah, I heard of that. I heard of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, in relation to them or just on its own? No, I heard of it in relation to them when I was reading about... So, we've had this beer for a long time. And I have have been wanting to talk about black beer. (laughs) Yeah. But... It's I been sitting in the fridge. Yeah, um, I couldn't find enough black beer right. during the COVID crisis. Right. So I wasn't able to, because there are other right. black breweries right. in LA area. Okay. Um, but I couldn't get access to them mm-hmm. at this time. Um, so Dope and Dank was a lifestyle brand that they founded in 2015. Which to is bring- way too gully of a name. Way too gangster. <laughs> I haven't heard that word gully in a long time. Um, To bring people of color into the predominantly white craft beer community for hosting events and online content. So it was kind of like they would do events and have merch and stuff like that. Right. Um, And then they evolved into actually brewing beer because I guess their experience was when uh, Benny introduced Teo, 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 to craft beer, they started and go to breweries and whatever. Yeah. But then they looked around and was like, "Where's all the black we're people?" The on- yeah, we're the only black people here. I mean, so- I definitely felt that a yeah. lot. Yes. but I also, you know, um, there are mm-hmm. black people who love craft beer. Yes, you know, and that, that's depend- what they also was saying too. Right, and like, depending on where, but where are they? Where where you right. are, you right. see more. Like in Oakland, I saw quite a few. Right, right, right. You know? That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was a really good feeling. Yeah. Uh, we definitely, that's where I feel like there, we saw the most. You know, here in LA, uh-huh. I don't really see as many yeah. on, in places that I go. Yeah. But um, when I do uh-huh. see black people yeah. at breweries, yeah. it's one of two reactions. It's, ah, uh, I love this guy. Uh-huh. Or it's, oh, no, I can't fuck with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of he's guy a, is that guy? The the other kind of black guy. <laughs> Which is what? You don't want to get into it? Like, I don't know. Like the guy the guy who's on like on the phone looking suspicious in that meme. That that that, that black guy, you know what I'm talking about? The guy yes, who's I do. calling us calling the cops on I don't know I don't know who he's calling. Oh my god. But, <laughs> I'm like, I can't fuck with that guy. I can't. <laughs> I can't wow. fuck with that guy because I'm not that guy. I'm the other guy. I'm the guy. I'm, I'm, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey! yeah. I mean, there's definitely like We're recognition. Yeah, when when you see the other black guy in there, there's like recognition. There's that head nod. <laughs> but um, yeah, because uh, like a uh, Highland Park brewery or Hermosillo, the bar uh, in Highland Park. There's one guy who works there. Yeah, he works there. Yeah, yeah, and he's like the fucking yeah, and he's like the most like popular guy there. Like he's everybody a wants celebrity. To be everybody okay, wants okay, to be okay, his okay. So Neza is this is this guy. He works at Highland Park Brewery. In, I uh, in Highland no, Park at Hermosillo. Well, yeah. he also I've seen him at the brewery. Oh, okay. I think he's probably trained or something like that. Right, right. Um, earlier, but I know that like I see him over. Over at a Hermosillo. Yeah. And every single person that rolls up in there has an individual handshake with him. Oh, boy. Every single So, he's the LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he has a handshake 
Of with craft beer. Everyone, and everyone is so excited to see him. Yeah, they are. It's like the funniest thing ever. And he's yeah. one of those guys because, like, there are people who I'm like, I see you, uh-huh. and I like them right away. Right. And then it occurred to me right. that, wait, I don't like this guy anymore. Nah. And the reason why is because everyone likes that guy right, right away. Right. Like, everyone feels like they have an individual right. thing with that guy. But he's the thing like, is, like, he... He's is, legit. Like, he's totally awesome. He, he is. But, like, he's never, like... He's not somebody who's like, hey, like, super excited, you know? Yeah, he's nah, just, like, super... Nah. Just, like, he's, he's doing just his chill. own shit. He has this really good energy. He does. You know? And he always has the best mu- playlist. He has, yeah, he plays the best music. <laughs> okay, the thing that drives me crazy uh-huh. is... I don't have a handshake with him. Like, I don't have one. Like, that's your bad. That's your bad. That's on you. I don't have handshakes with anyone. Like, I don't don't, feel like, you know, know, I'm more of a fist bump guy. I, like, even before all this shit, I was a little bit, like, germaphobic. I wasn't, like, Howie Mandel level. (laughs) But I was, like, you know, I, like, I don't like to, I don't like to rub hands together with people. Like, I, like, you know, like, hands are too busy. You know? Like, I don't like it. You know? Um, but like he tried to like start one with me, and I was just like, ah, this is ah. Uh, you like I gotta memorize yeah, this. Yeah, like, like I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I lost confidence midway through. You know, and like it was like, Psh. all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know. I probably I can never be his friend. Like he's, he's probably you know, yeah. I want to be you know, but well, anyway though, you're not so, willing to go through the work. Yeah. put put the work in. So, so. BPLB. Yes. So, black people love beer. Yes. When I, when I see that, uh-huh. I can't help but feel the similarity uh-huh. between that uh-huh. and Black Lives Matter. Okay. Like, so I keep thinking that... <laughs> oh, I see, I see. You're like, some, duh. Yeah, like, uh-huh. like someone is going to be like, Whoa. actually, all people love beer. <laughs> like, I, I, I keep... Like, I mean, I'm sure the more popular you know, they get, the, eventually someone I'm is sure going to hit them said that to when that. actually all people no. love beer. No, now that you're saying that, I'm pretty fucking sure somebody has said that to them. Like, I, bet I you. don't doubt it. I bet you. I don't doubt it. So, oh, so another thing about them, the brewery, so that so they uh, crowdsourced um, the funding to open up the brewery. Wow, that's so dope. Yeah. Uh, uh, Indiegogo campaign to raise seventy five thousand. Amazing. And I That's think beautiful. like they they met met it and like exceeded it. Yeah. Also, uh, Brewdog, you know the Scottish craft brewing. Yeah, yeah. So Brewdog, I guess the, the stunt brewery. <laughs> yeah, but I guess they invest because they have like a show, right? So I guess yeah. they were on their show, and I guess they um like to invest in a lot of small breweries uh, yeah, so they, do, they, they invested two hundred thousand to them oh wow that's great as well so they have that like um thing going on well i hope that they make this happen i really do okay hope because too. like so because we haven't talked about this actual beer yet yes and we need to and yes. when i tasted this beer uh-huh. okay so if you've been listening, you know that I have a thing about hazy beers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm not big on it. Totally. Okay? Yeah. I was like, this beer is exactly what it needs to be. Yes. Okay? This right. is the right, perfect 
landing spot. Right. And like, like of a hazy IPA. Like you, they fucking like, nailed it. I don't know if you mentioned it on the pod yet, but uh-huh. you mentioned it to me that uh-huh. the uh, guy, Benny, uh-huh. is a marketing, has a marketing background. Yes. And so I'm like, this is, you know, like, this is not an insult, but this is like what you would expect from someone with a marketing background. Because, <laughs> because this beer, it hits all the right, mainstream. Right, it's like making sure. It hits sure all the mainstream notes. It's a crowd pleaser. You know what I mean? I would say Like, so. this beer is really good. It's, it's not hazy. It's cloudy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, which is like cloudy beers were around long enough yeah. before we were calling them hazy beers right. that we weren't even like making a distinction between them. Mm-hmm. And it has like that like uh, like that uh, well-rounded yeah. but crisp yes. quality to yes. it that you would expect mm-hmm. from... Like it almost tastes like it has like Australian hops in it. Like that's all, like that's what I think about. Like I don't know what the hops are, but it's just a really solid ass beer. You know, it's the only beer that I'm aware that they're brewing right now. Yeah. So there's an update to because this. Uh, I was trying to find like what the update is just because of the situation and how they. I know they were trying to open this brewery and whatnot. But since this article is from June 16th, 2020, um, I was like, this is perfect. Oh, man, now it's like having a hard time loading. But it says that they are actually, let's see, they have some more beers coming. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So it says. This needs to happen. In partnership with BrewDog, Crowns and Hops announced this week that it is launching a global campaign to produce a beer called Eight Trill Pills, which will be brewed at BrewDog's facilities in the United States, Scotland, Germany, and Australia. Man, they have a lot of facilities. Ashburn says the can's artwork will be designed in collaboration with four artists of color. The beer's name, she says, refers to... A stat statistics statistic from a 2018 WK Kellogg Foundation study showing that the U.S. would gain eight trillion dollars in GDP by closing the U.S. racial equity gap by 2050. Interesting. Wait. Yeah. Oh, because you know why? Because a rising tide lifts all ships. Yep. Okay, so I had it wrong. What'd okay. you have wrong? I thought... They did not meet on Tinder. No, they did meet on Tinder. I'm just fucking Tinder. around. I thought... Wait. Tio was the guy. Is the guy. Benny is the woman. Okay. 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 So now we've fixed that. Yes. But Easy mistake to make. Because they're both, both like I'm like I I was like which one's which no I yeah. was like which one's which at the beginning and then I lost track. Both are unisex names, but they you know are. what? Like you know you know the relationship did not work out, but I love that the working relationship worked out. Mm-hmm. You know I think that's the incredible thing. You know, I mean, like they've been doing a lot yeah, together. Yeah, like I. 
cannot believe that. That's such an amazing story. Such an amazing like <laughs> that everything they met on Tinder. Yeah, just, like 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 I, like, I mean, I'm not like, surprised I'm that so they wanted glad. to use that as the lead right. in. No, no, yeah, because I mean, it's <laughs> They're like, like what? It's so how'd you guys meet? It's Tinder? so one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, like you're horny on Maine, <laughs> and then you, you're just enterprising. Exactly. You know, yeah, like that's 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 passion. That is, you know. Okay, so they're also collaborating with San Antonio, Texas-based Weathered Souls Brewing. Yes. Another black-owned brewery yes. to release a Black is Beautiful Imperial Stout beer. Okay, you're talking about things that I want to get into. Okay, but they're doing this. So proceeds from both these initiatives will be donated to local, national, and global organizations focused on ending systemic racism and accomplishing social de- justice for people of color. Okay, so I'm just going to add on to this now, awesome. so that way I don't mm-hmm. have to get to it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, I think a lot of breweries mm-hmm. are partnering mm-hmm. with Weathered Souls for this project. Oh, really? Project. Yeah, Specifically Weathered, Weathered Souls? Weathered, yeah, Weathered oh, really? Souls okay. is the, are the people who are at the forefront of this project. So Weathered Souls, they hmm. started the Black is Beautiful campaign to oh. show racial solidarity okay in craft beer and i want to say that you said san antonio yeah san antonio okay yeah because they, they are texas right so i was looking at this article and it says what is uh-huh. black is beautiful okay okay and so it's the imperial style and i guess other half had something similar Oh, okay. So okay. it's one of these beers where it's like has the same name and then different. Everyone's brewing, brewing it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, because they did something like that called uh, all, seen... to... all together or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's other half the all together right. project. Right. Yes. Which uh-huh. is for like the uh, healthcare workers, right? Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. So they're doing something very. Very similar. Oh, that's awesome. And the guy mm-hmm. who is the founder of Weathered Souls, mm-hmm. his name is Marcus Baskerville. Okay. okay. And I'm only mentioning that because I love the last name Baskerville. <laughs> okay. So, and also, you know, you, you want to give shine to this guy. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Look know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, they created this group label. Okay. Okay, and um, that's like an, an, an another thing that I've been seeing a lot because they were doing that with like the the uh, the pink boots kind of stuff, like the yeah. women's, you know, like, and I feel like that's such a cool, um, it's such a um, a good representation of the community, right. That's so prevalent in the craft beer culture that we right. love, you right. know, like I think we've talked about that, but like this is like such a good representation of that. So, I mean, one thing that I do want to mention mm-hmm. as a black person mm-hmm. is that for the most part, mm-hmm. like literally 99.9% of my experiences, mm-hmm. the craft beer community is the only majority white space Mm -hmm. that I have existed within Mm -hmm. where I have only felt a sense of welcoming and no animus. Like, 
Well, I gotta say there was one time. Where... I said point. I gave you. I gave the point one. I want to hear this, but I'm just saying, like you know, like I felt like I I, I yeah. feel yes where I feel yes. a sense of community yes uh, a kindred spirit yes brotherhood people right. who are like sharing, we're yeah we're like on the, the same page sharing um, yes. you know like I don't know why that is and I don't know like what the like it's an outlier and yeah. I don't think that's everyone's experience okay hmm. like right. um you know because as people of color right we do also notice we're like we notice the absence of diversity right you know what i mean oh. like uh and being an angelino like oh. i don't like um an absence of diversity in general right. like it doesn't even like even like if it's just like all black people mm. i'm like you know like let's bring it up a little bit like yeah no yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need, like we need something like you know like yes. i like i like is, I like a diverse group yeah. of voices and yeah. perspectives and backgrounds. That's just that, you know, like a little. Um, you have two things you want to say, so I want to hear both those tangents. Sorry. Don't forget the earlier one. Yeah. Here. So the tangent that I want to point out right now is that that reminds me of uh, my best friend growing up. Uh, I grew uh, in the Bay Area, and she, you know, she grew up in the Bay Area too. Uh, and she was like a white girl, right? And then, uh, but she, like, I was her best friend growing up. And she was somebody who was always, like, interested in different cultures, right? So I, at one point, there was this girl from Vietnam that, like, just literally not speaking any English, just like me, who came into the school. And we befriended her. And, we, you know, like, so she was always somebody who was, like, interested in cultures outside her own right and so then uh after i moved back to japan she moved to kentucky um because her just her dad's job took her there and she i remember she wrote to me and she was just like this is uncomfortable like i feel weird that i'm like everywhere i look is just white people you know and like she's white you know yeah. but coming from california bay area and like interacting with so many people of different like backgrounds she was just like this is like weird you know so it yeah. just reminds me of like i mean same thing in los angeles you know like the beauty of these places i feel like and the reason that i'm comfortable in these places too is because of the diversity that you get to experience you know just living in the city right you know like, yeah like it's natural to us right you know like we're not like i mean i guess you could choose to be in more wider parts even within los angeles but yeah you like, can I mean, definitely it's very very yeah, uh it's very segregated in that right, manner yeah right. but i mean sure. the, the way we live where it's not that segregated you know so yeah um, and I've always worked in companies where there were um, different people from all over the place. That's what my friends group has always been like since I've yeah. been a child. And I've always found it enriching. Yeah. And I've made a lot of mistakes, you yeah. know. I've had a lot of preconceived notions. Right. But I was able, as a result, to learn mm -hmm. at an early age, yeah. you know, to yeah. be, uh, uh, not just to be open-minded, Mm -hmm. but to realize that the way that I might initially see things right. 
um, may not be the way that things are actually occurring. Yeah. It really, it really helps for you to be able to decenter yourself exactly. in situations, you know? Right. And that's something that's super important in order to actually, like, root out the truth I of really situations. think so. I really think so. And I feel like the part of uh, our connection is that experience, experience of like growing up where you're not the majority. Right. You know, even though I come from a country where like, I mean, if you're Japanese, you're the fucking majority, like by far, you know, but like having moved out of there at a young age and real like experiencing um, being an outsider, mm -hmm. you know, is, is kind of like as a child, experiencing being an outsider it could, i mean that could even just be like you moved and you go to a new school and they treat you like oh you're this new kid or whatever yeah you know? like which i had experienced even in japan before i even like moved out of japan you know so i was already experiencing that but like just the fact that you are you know i feel like that experience is like important i know that not everybody could have that experience yeah, not, at a young not age. Not everybody has the opportunity to do that. But yeah, like you know, just just even feeling like you're not part of the majority. Right. You know, I think is 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 helpful at the very least in being able to put yourself in other people's shoes and right. like being able to see that there are other perspectives that exist in the world because there are so many people who can't even like accept that there's like different perspectives and mm -hmm. so we gotta start from there and that's right. why i'm just like you can't even accept that that exists let alone accept what those other perspectives are you know so it's just like such a gap between us and people who like are lining up for the fucking Trump rally. Yeah. In Tulsa. Yeah. I saw something where some lady was like, she's fucking been camping out for like four days for this. I'm like, I don't think it's you needed to do all that. Yeah. Just fucking show up today. I'm sure you've gotten it, and I don't fucking know, but. Well, you know. Yeah. I mean. Sorry, I went on a crazy tangent. What I want to do <laughs> is I want to hear what you had oh. to say when I said that oh, my oh. experiences uh -huh, uh -huh. have been 99.9% mm -hmm, positive, mm -hmm. and then you said, well, there's something negative. Well, Maybe. there was that. I only remember one place, and the thing is, like, they say people tend to remember negative things more than, like, positive things, right? Because uh -huh. it's... Probably because it's more traumatic, right? To your fucking psyche. But um, I remember we went to, I don't even remember what brewery, in uh, Anaheim, when we were doing the Anaheim thing. Oh yeah, that was weird. We went to one place and we approach it and there's like a bunch of people because there was like a band yeah. there and it was like packed for some reason. It was just a regular old like weekend, but it was like packed with people and this is like you know i mean anaheim is orange county so it's a little bit different mm -hmm. and huh mm -hmm. yeah and so we we're like hmm and it was like you know 
a lot of white people and then we go and it was like really packed to where it was hard to find a seat right yeah um or even a place to stand and put your beer down and so i was looking around and um i think you were lined up to get a beer and there was like a long ass line and so i was like looking around trying to find a place and then i found like a little spot to sit and so i had i sat down and i was like waving to you to be like oh i'm here I am, you know? Yeah. And so you come this. with the beer and then like these people who were sitting next to us saw you come and then they like moved, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And like, I think they like gave you a look or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, they moved somewhere yeah, else and they like... kept glaring at me throughout the event. Yeah. To which, you know, my reaction was... Cheers, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, you had a like you had a yeah. seat where you could like rest your ass down, but now you want to get up and go stand somewhere because you don't want to sit next to us. Like, okay. But that's such I guess we won. I don't know. A perfect <laughs> allegory uh -huh. for what racism does to us mm -hmm. as a society. Mm -hmm. It you know, like... What, so, like cut off your nose to spite your face? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we look at the state of this country, mm -hmm. uh, so many of us have... I, I shouldn't say us, but so many of our ideological opponents, mm -hmm. I would say, mm -hmm. have expended so much energy mm -hmm. in order to ensure that they are now fucked for generations yeah, I know it's crazy. Uh, for the sake of trying to take down this boogeyman right. of uh, the uh, racial outsider, right? You know, yeah. and it's 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 so dumb. You know, like I mean, even the fact, like, and we're gonna get this a little bit, yeah. but even the fact that, like, we have people who are volunteering mm -hmm. to uh, get the coronavirus mm -hmm. today, you know, <laughs> no. um, in order to support mask off fascism. Right, they're it, like being peer pressured <laughs> into not wearing protective gear that might, like, maybe help them. Yeah. To not get it. I yeah. Know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, but like. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's uh, like they like that is some cowardly racism because they weren't like, get out or whatever. Yeah, no. They, know? So yeah, they're like, yeah. you know what? I'd rather not have a seat. Like, okay, I'll yeah, fucking take that yeah. shit. Like, I'll fucking have a seat. But that's fine because y you know Stupid. what? Uh -huh. Like. Who's dumb? Well, they were cowards because they knew at that time uh -huh. it was much less in vogue than it is now. <laughs> to be to, racist? To be, yeah, openly racist? Yeah, to totally, be openly no. Yeah, I know. Who knows? I mean, if it was now, like, know? they might say something, yeah. but they might. Uh... Um, but I do remember when I was at Golden Road Brewery mm -hmm. and um, I was very angry. Uh -huh. This was maybe about you know, six or seven years uh -huh, ago uh -huh. when there was a guy with a cut-off denim jacket oh. with a huge Confederate flag yeah, no, you did. emblazoned I that. on the back. I remember you and were super mad about that. I was, I was so offended, Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, by that. Yeah. And I remember um, his uh, significant other saw me being offended <laughs> and she became 
self-conscious. Right. And embarrassed. Right. But it's of like, course. you know, if that's the type of energy you want to expend, like, congratulations. Like, you you ruined both of our experiences. Right. You know? And, I mean, it's, you know, it sucks. You know? Mm-hmm. But uh, let's... But, like, otherwise, I don't... I mean, otherwise, you're right. That's, like, the only... If I can pinpoint one incident... That means, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, the other times haven't been. Um, we were gonna talk about beer as activism, oh, uh huh, but we're already about 45 minutes in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like we kind of did, so yeah. I was was gonna say, like, I feel like you know, like, this whole podcast is a little bit activist, like, we talk a lot about things (laughs) Uh that are, you know, um, I think hard people to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, but um. I do think that we are in a state of mm-hmm. society mm-hmm. where um, existing as uh, someone who is anti-racist, uh-huh. which is the opposite of racist, uh-huh. it is not simply to be not racist. Right. I do believe that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that is... That Being is, anti-something is an active... Yeah, that thing. is... Yeah. A- an activist totally. position. Totally. You know, yeah. and... If you're it, choosing not to say anything, yeah. that's not anti-racism. Yeah. And, you know, I do think that, you know, um, all of these beers mm-hmm. have activist messages. Mm-hmm. You know, the bad hombre. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an activist beer. Mm-hmm. You know, this beer is clearly a shot, mm-hmm. you know, um, against a message... Yeah. That has contributed to the pain of a lot of people. You know, the Hoppy Pride beer, you know? Like, yeah. This is, you know, something, you know, like, it triggers a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, as commercial as as it's gotten, it's still triggering to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, it's so dumb because it's like, why is it your business? It really isn't. That's the thing that I can't. Somebody loves. Right, my head. Like, (laughs) I really, I really think about this a lot. Yeah. Like, I think that. Love mm. in this world is so hard to come by yeah. that you got to take it in whatever <laughs> it's so form it's so it comes true. You know, like it, it, is, it really is so personal. It's right. so personal. Like it has right. nothing. Like right. what's it to you? Like I don't get it. Right. I really don't like. You can t- say anything to me to try to justify your you opposing gay marriage and whatever but i'm just like i just fucking don't get it. it's none of your goddamn business right. you know because i mean they try to fucking bring the bible up and i'm like look if you're using the bible to hate on someone really like fucking look at what you're saying right now you know yeah. um black people love beer yes black and brown people it even actually says on here on the can, black and brown people love beer. So they are including the black and brown spectrum. Activist can. Hell yeah. You know, like, and Activist it's, and I mean, but like, story. it's, you know, but it says a lot about where we are mm-hmm. that, 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 that any of these, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. count as activism, but it does. You know, so what we want to do, oh, go ahead. Sorry. One thing I wanted to point out about Boomtown Brewery, because I was trying to figure out, like, um, 
who is brewing this beer and all this. So their uh, like general partner slash head brewer, his name is Sam Chewy, Chewy in Chewy. quotes, Chawinga. And I saw a photo of him and I'm like, hmm. I feel like he's could be I don't know. I feel like he, he looks like Afro Caribbean, if anything. Yeah. Well if his name if his name is Chewy But his name is Chewy. If, if it's Chewy, <laughs> we can we can safely assume that he is someone of Latin, Hispanic, Latinx however you want to call it, heritage. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And there are a lot of brewers mm -hmm. of that descent yeah. in Los Angeles brewing yes. very good beer. Yeah. Brewing so fantastic I just wanted to, beer. Uh, point and, that you know, out. that, and I mean, like, we, we have a lot of Mexicans mm -hmm. in L.A. Yes. And that's definitely a group of people that I see well represented in the craft beer community mm -hmm. amongst consumers. For sure, for sure. You know? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Here in L.A. Yes. Here in L.A. Yes. You know, I don't yeah. know about elsewhere, but here in L.A. Yes. You know, uh -huh. but like, I mean, I feel like, you know, um, there, like, a lot of people with that background mm -hmm. are very much like on the cutting edge of things yeah. going on in L.A., like in general, you yeah, know? Like you I find that, said that, yeah, like I find that to be the case. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned when I think when we were doing the women in beer mm -hmm. episode, I mentioned Mujeres Brew Club, mm -hmm. which is like you know, I mean, it's not limited to like you know, uh, Latinx people but that's who it was like founded by you know and i'm sure like the following is like pretty big on that front um you know so there definitely is a lot of that and it, and it makes me remember uh the guy we met at imperial beer company jonathan yes yeah yeah you know yeah um so yeah there's there's yeah, you meet a lot of people, you know, and I really love that element yeah. of the community. Yeah, like as much as there's like a stereotype of like, which I've like joked about in past episodes about like guys with like, you know, big guys with beards and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, white guys, you know, uh, but there it, it it has, it's not as diverse as it could be. You know, but I think it definitely is a work in progress and just the craft beer community in general, it is a growing thing, you know. Yeah, and it's definitely not something that is uh, dissuading people from coming in. Like, no, for and you sure know, not. and like that is what it's only like stigma that's that like. <laughs> is what goes back yeah. to like the idea uh -huh. of like the confederate flag uh -huh. or like these symbols that we right. see you know yeah. um throughout society like or like the importance of symbolism mm -hmm. is that a lot of these symbols are signifiers mm -hmm. to people that say don't come here mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and that's what that's why people want these symbols to be destroyed or right you know, these types of statues 
or whatever yeah to come down or whatever yeah. you know but anyway though uh what i wanted to get into uh-huh. was some lists okay you know and just we can talk link about, them too for sure yeah we're gonna link them mm-hmm. on our blog and yeah. we're also gonna make sure and just blast them on our social media mm-hmm. but uh you know i wanted to find some lists of latino owned mm-hmm. breweries i wanted to find the list of gay mm-hmm. homosexual LGBTQ uh-huh. breweries uh-huh. and also black uh-huh. African American uh-huh. breweries uh-huh. as well. Um, so I did find some lists now for LGBTQ. Uh-huh. Um, I could not find that many. So if anyone's listening and yeah. would like to illuminate me yeah. and let us both know. Totally. And I would love to, but one place that we have been to... The one in that San Diego? I, I, yeah, uh-huh. is Hillcrest Brewing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And Hillcrest was an absolutely fantastic brewery. They yes. brew great beer. Hillcrest they, is like a gay area in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they the make, whole neighborhood. They make pizzas, you know. Yeah. Um, they have, you know, like your typical like bar fare food. There's nothing like super spectacular uh-huh. about the food situation, but their beer is good mm-hmm. and i always say that um gay people uh-huh. love puns uh-huh. and i really believe that uh-huh. um i feel like they just love jokes in general so i want to give you some <laughs> oh you have a beer list. names <laughs> from hillcrest oh, brewery boy. i feel like i took a picture of their menu because i was yeah. just dying so they have the uh beerhead blonde Okay. The Pearl Necklace Pale. I remember that, yes. I mean, how could you forget? (laughs) (laughs) Just the Hop IPA. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. um, Hop Sucker Uh Double IPA. Okay. Banana Hammock Scotch Ale. I do remember that as well. Long and Stout. Imperial Russian (laughs) Stout. Long and stout? Long and stout. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have the... Uh, um, I, don't know the, I don't know if this is a pun, but they have the Red Ribbon Ale. Red Ribbon? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, like, they, know like, you know, like, it's, it was super funny. There was always jokes, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> when I went, I definitely got a pearl necklace. <laughs> it was, you know, um, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, with regard to Latino-owned breweries in the United States, um, I'm looking at this website called uh, VinePair.com, uh-huh. and the address is VinePair. That's V-I-N-E-P-A-I-R.com. Slash articles slash Latino dash owned dash breweries. Why are you laughing at me? I'm just laughing at you reading a URL along as URLs. I give URLs. I give URLs. <laughs> we'll link it. We'll link yeah, it. Yeah, we'll link it too. Just but go I still... to the website, which we'll give you at the end of the podcast. But yeah. So, I mean, this seems like an interesting website i think they're talking about all kinds of different kinds of alcohol because i'm looking at Mm. their sidebar and the latest it says what racism looks like inside napa valley tasting room 
Like, wow. Yo. I'm like, yo, like, I'm totally going to read that article That's later. crazy. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared. I'm scared. With parades <laughs> like, canceled, yo, how are liquor brands supporting Pride 2020? Also, another article that sounds worth reading. But this particular article um, is uh, talks about Latino-owned breweries. And one of them is... Uh, Lagunitas. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, there's a uh, Dykeman Beer Co. Okay. In New York. Uh-huh. Owned by Juan Camilo. Okay. There is Five Rabbit Cerveceria uh-huh. in Chicago. Uh-huh. Chicago. That's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, Andres Araya. Uh-huh. Um, and... Uh, What's pretty cool about it is that, uh, I guess, on their cans or bottles, uh-huh. it says Latin American, made in Chicago, and Chicago with an X, which just looks fucking awesome. <laughs> it just looks awesome to me. I don't know. Which part is the X? O? No. The, the, the shit. Oh, shit. That's genius. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, Carneros Brewing Company in Sonoma, California. Okay. Which is something that we may be able to check out someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seha family mm-hmm. uh, was founded by the four Seha brothers: Jesus, Pedro, Armando, Manuel. Okay. Amazing. Um, and. Diego Benitez, uh-huh. Progress Brewing in Los Angeles. We've heard of Progress. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, and these are, you know, a lot of these people are immigrants. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like there's nothing more American than an immigrant. Totally. You know? Totally. So. That's what they don't understand. <laughs> I thought that's really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one is a list of 60 breweries that are black-owned Nice in America. This is on porchdrinking.com. I'm not going to give you the entire URL because it's just too long. Okay, yeah. No, but you don't have to. 60 black-owned breweries to support across the <clears throat> country. This is a very new article. It's from June 11th. You know, there's been a movement. Hmm. towards bringing attention to black-owned businesses, totally. which I do think that it's important. You know, yes. I'm not necessarily for people uh, doing uh, uh, therapy through, uh, you know, um, engaging in consumerism, mm-hmm. you know, but I am for people supporting uh, businesses that are bringing a diverse uh, viewpoint. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, and as a black person, I do want to support black businesses. Yeah. You know? like and even I want to check Yelp, out black businesses. Open, and I want to, you know, because, yeah, yeah, because like, I want to, I want to talk to these people. I totally. want to understand their journeys, their perspective, because to me, like it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. It's magnificent. Mm-hmm. So, um, one place that I wanted to mention that's in LA that I did want to check out, hopefully after this is all over, we can, mm-hmm. is War Cloud Brewing. 
War Cloud. War Cloud. Yeah, that's、okay. a hardcore name. Where? Where in L.A.? Um, this just says Los Angeles.、Oh, okay. You know,、um, I feel like I've read Inglewood before, but that could have been Crowns and Hops. Right. Not one hundred percent sure, but、uh, there are quite a few places because I'm looking at the Pacific regions.、So、they have like you know Black Orchid in、uh, Monteca, California, Chula Vista Brewery,、um, Crowns and Hops. That's yeah, that's the Inglewood one.、Uh, Full Circle in Fresno.、Hmm. Uh, I had no、Fresno. idea、mm-hmm. that Speakeasy, okay, was black owned. Speakeasy、really? ales and lagers, the ones、huh. that have、uh, Tom Thibodeau on <laughs> yeah, their yeah. bottles, the, the ones that have yeah, yeah, a, yeah. really a, a big like, like like a mafia guy. That's crazy, you know. Yeah,、um, yeah. I had no idea. Speakeasy、huh. ales and lagers is apparently black owned. Urban Roots in Sacramento, Assembly in Portland.、Um, there are a lot of people, you know. Utah has a black-owned brewery, Policy、wow. Kings. Who? Policy Kings. Policy What a Kings? sick-ass name! <laughs> you know,、um, Outworld Brewing. Who? Outworld in Outworld? Colorado, like Mortal Kombat, like Outworld. Like this is amazing. It's a Mortal Kombat reference. Yeah, Outworld is where Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung and all of the villains of Mortal Kombat come from. Okay. You know the other dimension where they're just murdering people in fighting tournaments. Yeah. You know I don't know if it's the same thing, but I want to talk to that guy. Crazy. I want to ask him why Outworld Brewing. You know we we have. You know there are quite a few. There are at least three black breweries in Colorado.、Hmm. You know,、um, of course, you know there's Weathered Souls、yeah. in San Antonio, which we've mentioned. Blackman Brewing in Dallas. You、okay. know who knew Blackman?、Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I guess you could have guessed, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you never know. You know, but there are a lot. You know, some of these places. I've heard of you know. I know that the head brewer for some twenty years of、uh, Brooklyn Brewery、mm-hmm. has been a black man.、Mm. You know,、um, but there are so many. There are, like I said, sixty. You know, and I'm just、yeah. looking and seeing some of these cool names. Our culture brewing, Sankofa beer. I've heard of in Washington D.C. Soul Mega. In yeah, Washington yeah, DC, yeah, that sounds <laughs> fucking awesome. You know, like all this stuff sounds great. You know,、um, I didn't get to go to Harlem Blue Beer. No, when we, we were... tried to, like I really tried to, but the, based on the hour, I think because like it didn't open till later in the day or something, and where we were at at the time and whatever, it just didn't work out. But I tried. It was on my list. We got to talk New York one of these days. Yes. We got to talk New York. Wait, New York we, is something else. Yes. New York. I mean, I mentioned one of them, but you、yeah. weren't there actually when I went to. Yeah,、Greece. I would love. Yeah, I. I want to go. Have、again. been wanting to go back. Yeah. Ever since I went. Yeah. But anyway, though. Let's get into. Wait, okay. Hold I have on. one more thing to add to. Uh, you introducing all those things. Put it out there. So,、uh, so I think I mentioned this maybe. Once a, a while back,、um, so there's a podcast called Drinking Partners.、Um, 
a, a beer podcast, obviously, called Drinking Partners, and it's by these two comedians, Ed Bailey and Bracey DeJour, and they're based in Pittsburgh, and they're these uh, two black comedians, and they talk about beer, and they have a, like, a lot of guests and stuff, and so they, uh, I'm not entirely sure how long they've been doing the podcast, oh, I guess, like, since 2014, so they've been doing it for a while, and so then they uh, started a beer festival, I don't know how many they're on now, but they've been doing it, um, called Fresh Fest, and it was supposed to happen in uh, August, but because of this COVID thing, they're doing a digital thing now, so this is, um, I think they typically have like black owned breweries and stuff at the beer fest and all this stuff, you know, and trying to kind of shine a light on that. Um, but they're doing a digital one. If you go to freshfestdigifest.com, I will link this as well. Uh, it says America's first black digital beer festival. Sick. August 8th. 2020 tickets coming soon and I think I read that they were trying to make an app where it has whatever so it says music live art DJs podcast cooking brewing speakers beer col collabs stay tuned for details Hell so yeah. um tickets are gonna be it says our ticket packages will be available June 19th. Oh, so it's available now. A single DigiPass, which will include access to 54 hours of entertainment and education, only for $10. So we should get that and check it out. We're definitely going to get that. Yeah, so this is going to happen. The actual DigiFest is a fresh fest DigiFest is going to be August 8th. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Honestly, it's cool because if it was, if they were actually doing it, like, in person, it's in Pittsburgh, I think. So it's kind of like, ah, I don't know, can we really go to Pittsburgh for this? But since it's digital, there's yeah, so many we, things that, like, I feel like we've actually benefited it from, benefited from. I like the benefited it. <laughs> from the this whole COVID situation because... They're like, all right, we're just going to do it online now. And then now everybody can join, you know? Well, so many things so, that they've been trying dope. to they've been trying to stave this off, which is <laughs> we could do all this shit from our online? house. Online? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, you no, know, I they've mean, been that, trying to hold this granted, off, and now uh, it's here. Granted, it's a beer fest, so, we. I mean, clearly we're not going to be able to taste all the beers that we right. probably would have been able to if we could go, Right. you know? Wow, but it says DigiPass $10. DigiPass and Taster Glass. Also, Taster Glass. You'll still get the glass, I guess, because yeah. they're like, we fucking made the glass. And yeah, gotta get gonna, the glass. What are, we, what are we gonna do, sit on this glass? So. But you still get exposure, you get information. Totally. And you get a chance yes. to set the stage for the future. Yes. Which is something that's super important. Yes. And, you know, it's what we can do right now because, you know yes. what? Like, you know, the tasting experience is great. But by your seventh taster, like yeah, you're like I'll take yeah. That. No, I mean we are gonna do this, okay? Like so, we can get at the taster glass pass or whatever. There's yeah, we're gonna do it. All kinds of stuff. We're gonna get it. We're gonna 
get some beers. Like, well, we can try to see how much of these beers from the list of 60 black-owned breweries that we can actually get shipped to our house, you know? And we could do like a whole thing and join in and we can report on it. What do you think? Sounds like a plan to me. Yep. So that's August. So yeah, I mean, this is fucking great. So now anybody could participate in this, which is, I mean, great. It's better. Well, yes. what I want to know is yes. what made you want to drink? Okay. So what made me want to drink was this past couple weeks, actually. My friend texted me out of the blue and was like... Out of the blue. I love it. Huh? Out of the blue. I yeah. just love when you say out of the blue. Why? Because you make it sound like it's really just like so random. It was super random because she said, do you know how to sew? That was a random ass test to get, right? Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, okay, I have a friend who wants something sewn. Um, let me get the details. So then uh, it turns out her friend wanted, he had bought some fabric and he wanted a, a, like a curtain. It was actually for like a door, a glass door that he wanted like a covering for. <clears throat> and so he um, was asking if she knew somebody who could sew this curtain for her. And so I was like, sure, I'll, I'll do it. I don't care, you know, because I was like, you know what? It's, this will be a good uh, opportunity for me to do something, you know? And I have a sewing machine to bust out my sewing machine. I haven't operated my sewing machine in like a while, like years, probably. It's got dust collecting on it. So then I said yes. So then uh, this guy came and dropped off the fabric and he had the instructions for the measurements and everything. And so I, last weekend, I was actually sewing this. It was kind of nerve wracking because I'm like, oh, I gotta make sure it's like, if it was just for myself, I'm just like, ah, whatever, I don't care. But like, you know, I was like trying to measure it and because it's a curtain, it was like the length of a door. So it was kind of hard to measure all this and like, you know, so I got like different measurements and whatever where I ended up cutting the fabric like right at the length that it's supposed to be. Where it's like I should have left a couple, uh, an inch or so for the hem, which I thought I did, but I measured it wrong. So it was exactly the length it needed to be and I was like, fuck. So <laughs> but there was extra fabric. So then I cut it and attached it to be the loop for the curtain, which was perfect. It just made it like look like I fucking put in extra work, which I did, but I didn't need to, but I did, and it just looks cool, right? So he, he'll, he'll never know. He'll think that I just fucking didn't. You know now? He's not listening to this. I don't think he's interested in beer. But like, you know what I mean? So then I did it, and I still had some extra fabric left. And so he was like, um, my both my friend and him were like uh so you know what should we do about payment and I was like as a person who you know has done graphic design and have had people ask me to do graphics on occasion and ask me like how much 
I've come to the conclusion that like, you know what? I'd rather not even charge you because any random amount, like if you know me and you're like asking me to do something, I'm either going to say yes for free or no, because any random amount is weird. You know, like they might be like, oh, that's expensive or whatever. And I'm going to feel like I'm doing it for like how much, you know? So I'm, I'd rather not even think about it. So I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I don't care. And, um, but then I was like, oh, there's some fabric left and there's some cool fabric. So I was like, what if you give me the rest of this fabric and I can make masks out of it? Boom. Boom. And I think I got six masks out of it. I'm still not done. I have to get more elastic. But, um, but yeah, so he was like, sure, you know, and I gave him on. And like he sent me a picture of him wearing the mask and everything. He's like, perfect. He sent you a picture? I want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sent me a picture of the curtain on the door. He's like, they're both perfect. Um, and so. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's so awesome, you know. Um, and so just me working on the sewing machine in my little room and whatever, it made me like want, like I think at one point I did have a beer. So that's the door. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. He was like, it's perfect. Um, and then... Hey. That's him wearing the mask. <laughs> Young cat. <laughs> Young cat. I don't know. Nah, so, well, <laughs> my experience was different. Oh. Because I remember when he came uh-huh. and he brought you this fabric. Yeah. And you collected it from him. And I was in the house. Yeah, yeah. He dropped it off. Yeah. And he was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Nice talking to you. Yeah. All right. Well, I got this for you. Here's the fabric. And yeah. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I was like. Damn. Uh, what? What is that guy? <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's just it's, 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 it's this black guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, okay. I mean, it makes sense. He had handed you some African fabric. And uh, <laughs> uh-huh. he. You know, okay, and but I was like, he didn't, he, he didn't sound like I was expecting him to sound. You know, yeah. And so, and I'm like, he's just a young guy. Yeah, and so you're like a young guy, and then I was like, he's just trying not to get shot. <laughs> no, I, I was totally hundred percent aware that he was doing his like. Hey, yeah. like I'm a friendly guy. Yeah, yeah voice. because I remember that voice, and that's the voice that I had when I used to work at the school district in this town. Uh, like, I, I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, What's that voice? Ah, oh, that's that voice. Yeah, you know? I was like, like don't worry yeah. about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I had that voice uh, for yeah. a while, but no, totally, totally. I yeah. was still definitely uh, suffering uh, what I would call racial discrimination, and after that. It's been all based on my voice. Yeah, no, <laughs> that experience made you be like, "Fuck all that shit." Yeah, yeah, I try, I try, to, I try to play the game. Yeah, no, you know, like, I can't no, play it. but um, but uh, it's but then, true. Yeah, but one thing I want to say though uh-huh. is that, like, I just remember when he came back to pick it up, yeah. and I was like, I was desperate, yeah, to see this guy. I was like, I want to see this guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you're peeking when you when you. <laughs> We're giving him back his stuff. I went to the blinds <laughs> and I slightly just opened oh it, kind of peeked, and all, and I didn't get to see him, 
but I got to see him catching me. He caught me, and I was so, so embarrassed. Yeah, it was probably like what the fuck. It was terrible. It's happening in that I'm house. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I know. Like it was creepy. Uh... It was terrible. Um, it looked like it looked suspect. It looked insecure. Like all like I just like honestly like I was like uh, I was like oh black maybe that's a friend. Like I was like I wanted to see if like maybe but he had a mask on so I couldn't see if he's a friend or not. You know, so I can tell. You know, like but like yeah. I mean, I've only seen him with a yeah, mask. But like I wanted to see like I get curious. Like I love I love seeing people. I miss. I'm, I'm a well, social guy. I love to see. Well, I miss seeing people. He did. But I got caught. He just caught me and was like, oh, okay. I saw him judging me. He did, like, say, hey, maybe we can collaborate on something, you know? Um, so I was like, what do you mean? Like, more masks? You know? He's like, yeah, definitely. Like, more masks could be. I don't That's know what awesome. he had in mind. So I was like, yeah, like, I'd be down to, like, I mean, I don't know where you got the fabric, but, like, you know, like, I'm down to, like, do more um and maybe we can donate to like you know black lives matter whatever you know and he's like yeah that's such a fucking cool thing to say like i wish i could say that to somebody (laughs) i wish i could say to somebody we should collaborate collaborate (laughs) like you know like i wish i was so fucking cool that i could say that to someone but i can't so he was like okay let me look into it he was like let me look into it but yeah, yeah, you know, so, like, I mean, who knows? I might hear from him again. I might not. I don't know. Like, it could be a thing, you know? So, maybe you can be his friend, you know? I mean, I feel like I feel like it's awkward <laughs> now because he caught, he caught me peeking because, like, it, anyway, whatever. But, yeah, <laughs> if, he ever, if, he ever come, if he ever comes back, I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to go out there. You're going to uh, be, like, actually introduce yourself. Hey, by the way, I think you saw me looking at you yeah, that one time yeah this is me I, my fool I, I think you saw me peeking at you i just <laughs> i just was desperate for social interaction with another human being oh, it's been a long yeah. time. um for me yeah, the worst what made me want to drink was, wasn't that what wasn't getting caught no because the blinds? it's very likely that this was all the result of drinking like i can't remember <laughs> for sure like i but i mean i don't know um all i know is that it's kind of related yes because what made me want to drink has been the whole mask oh, situation okay. right, right, like right. the it fact that we're stupid like yes. as, you know as as americans i don't know what's going on with us uh-huh. you know like um we have this huge don't tread on me attitude and the whole <laughs> like don't tread on me the problem with that is that the part that they don't say is tread on them like right. you right. know, and right. that's the problem with "Don't Tread on Me." Uh-huh. But I have just been really feeling a lot of anxiety about the whole thing with people not wearing masks because yeah. I mean, first of all, science has revealed uh-huh. oh. that if eighty percent of Americans wore masks, uh-huh. then we could have flattened the curve, <laughs> but we didn't. We didn't. After all this staying at home, we didn't flatten the curve. No, no, no. It's curvier than ever. This shit is fucking BBW. Like it's. It's the curviest, you know? We have a huge situation here. And, you know, over here in California, uh, the governor was finally like, we got to impose a 
restriction where you have to wear the mask. Uh-huh. And the day before that, I was having a social distancing walk with my mother. Uh-huh. You were there. We were uh-huh. walking. We were all six feet apart from my mother. Uh-huh. And um, she's wearing a mask. She's, uh, she has diabetes. Uh-huh. A lot of people walking in her neighborhood uh-huh. were just foregoing the mask, yeah. including uh, all of... The uh, peacetime douchebags were out. Peacetime? Yeah, because right now I feel like it's like wartime. Like we're at war with the virus. Okay. You know, but mm-hmm. peacetime, mm-hmm. the peacetime douchebag is a vape guy. Like he's like, you know, like even though like there's nothing to be, uh, you know, to worry about during mm-hmm. peacetime, mm-hmm. we still don't like you blowing smoke into the air right. and vapor. I should say, uh, like Triple H in uh, WWE, you know, uh-huh. like, um, and that guy's out, uh, heavy breathing, jogging, no mask guy's out, mm-hmm. um, and so we were like trying to like dodge these people, but we were also like people dod- talking dodging loudly cars. on their phones with no masks on, yeah, yeah. All kinds of people. Yeah, doing everything and just stressing us all. Like, my anxiety was at an all-time high. Yeah, we, I was, were, we kept crossing the street. But yeah. the guy who made me want to drink uh-huh. was the guy who didn't have a mask on uh-huh. but had shades on. <laughs> that guy was <laughs> pissing me off more guy. than anyone. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you're going to protect yourself from ultraviolet rays. Yes. But you can't protect us all from this. No. You're that guy. Yeah. Like, you're going to be that motherfucker. Yeah. So, I was so, I was so mad at that guy. Like, you know. <laughs> and, like, people are doing things out here that are reckless. Like, we've seen, we've all seen videos of it, people getting caught, like, coughing on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah You know? Yeah. And doing things that I just can't understand. And look, like, you know, and I've heard, uh hyper-masculine thought influencer Joe Rogan, who is, uh, you know, uh, thinks that masks are for bitches, you know, and all of these guys um, on creatine who are out here, um, you know. Uh, why does it, why do they have to tie it to anything aside from health? Right. You it's know, literally about health. Like, you know, like, well, you know what, like, because masculinity is wild is, feeling invincible. Well, no, I was gonna say masculinity is wild, fragile. It is, you know, because um, well, that's as, why they want to feel invincible. Well, because otherwise, the, they're fucking fragile as fuck. The older we get as men, literally, we begin to produce estrogen. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, they, we, don't we, wanna, we, they don't want to hear that shit. We, we, we become less, you know, uh, less uh, so-called manly, which is a good thing. Yes, in my opinion, um, a Not lot an of attitude. You know. Um, a lot of these guys, um, you know, look like aunties. Yeah, totally. You know, which which I'm like, that's a whole thing. Is why I'm like, why are you guys challenging uh, uh, bathrooms? Like, y'all look like aunties anyway. Yeah, yeah like, but like, yeah, you know, yeah look like, at yourself. Um, yeah, like if you know, the older you get, like, so like all of it, like just like. Just stop it. Like, let's just take a step back, you know, and recognize that masculinity in general, like, it is all in the eye of the beholder. 
Masculinity. Yeah, put the mask in masculinity. <laughs> You're one hundred percent right. <laughs> we need to start that You're campaign. One, let's put let's the mask. Mask. Let's put the mask back in masculinity. Let's put the mask back in uh, masculinity. The, the, your whole thing about the guy wearing the sunglasses but Hate not the guy. mask reminds me of this Japanese saying: uh, um, "You're covering your head." Like to hide, but your butt's out. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're just like, oh shit, let me hide, and you're covering your head, but your butt, your entire fucking butt is out yeah. in the open. We see it. Like the ostrich. I guess. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. So. So. Mm -hmm. Let's get into. Yes. Questions from the beer curious. Okay. All right. So. Our question for today is, mm -hmm. if you could brew a beer for a cause, mm -hmm. what cause would it be? Mm -hmm. And what kind of beer would it be? So, I mean, you did mention the black, what is it, black is beautiful yeah. beer? Yeah. Does it, is that like just different kinds of uh, beer? It's like whatever they come it's, up with, or is it's it an like imperial, a certain kind of The base recipe is an imperial stout. Oh, okay. And I think that people can kind of deviate a little bit. Right, right, right. From within that protocol. Yeah, it says we're weathered souls brewing. It says the Black is Beautiful initiative has grown, has now grown to 450 plus breweries in 43 states, spanning across 11 countries and counting legendary that's awesome so um but i mean i think like right now i feel like I, it would be some sort of like uh black lives matter cause but i would make like a black ipa i see i see you uh, know i love a black ipa yes because the one of the beers that we brewed before i think we've mentioned this on the pod before was a black IPA. We brewed a black IPA called the Black Mamba IPA. Yeah, I remember you that. Know? Yeah. So I mean, I would totally do that. Um, another one I thought of was uh, doing some sort of like anti ice, you know, like the immigration thing um, based. And I would do like I guess I would do like a lager, you know kind of like natty ice like you know but like not no more ice or something <laughs> <laughs> you know and do some sort of like that kind of light lager but like anti-ice <laughs> I like beer that. I like your creativity <laughs> which I feel like, like like somebody needs to make that <laughs> maybe we, we make maybe we fucking make that shit uh, you're getting excited. You want to brew a beer. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm getting excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess for me, a lager is kind of hard, though. Yeah, that's do. what I that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, I guess uh, for me, mm -hmm. um, my cause would be uh, anti-gun. Uh -huh. uh, I am against guns. Uh -huh. uh, uh, what are you gonna do? Fucking shoot me? I don't care. I, I, I'm not afraid to say it. Um, <laughs> like I think that it, take your guns away. I think you, your guns take oh. them, take them away. You don't like it? You wanna 
You want to go hunt? Play duck hunt, motherfucker. Like, I'm I don't totally, care. I'm totally uh, Take, behind you on yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I it's will never forget ludicrous. going to Japan uh-huh. where there are no guns, uh-huh. but I could drink beer wherever I want. <laughs> You're like, wait. And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Which one is freedom? <laughs> like... I'll never, I'll never forget that. That decolonized my mind. <laughs> I was like, hell no, we shouldn't. Like, why am I like, I could just get shot anywhere. Like, right. statistically, there is a gun within four feet of you at all times in America. Hell that no, is not in what, this house. That's, no, statistically. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I'm fucking staying put. I'm staying put. I'm staying in the house. So I don't get Rona and I don't get shot. <laughs> Stay inside. Um, so I would do uh, an anti-gun beer. Yes. It would be, of course, it would be a barrel-aged, uh-huh. like the gun barrel. Yes. It would be a barrel-aged sour. I want to do a sour. Okay. And it would be called Vax, Is it because a lot of gas. people are going to be sour at the idea of anti-guns? No, <laughs> but I'm glad you got your joke in. Since you spoke over mine. Sorry. It would be called Vats, not Gats. <laughs> okay. A barrel-aged sour. I don't know. Like, you know, come to think of it, I don't know if people would be sour over the idea of an anti-gun beer. But Some people would. Now I'm interested to find out. Some people would. Yeah. What would they do? Would they just not drink it? Like, how do you, like, how do you, uh... They would just call your beer anti-American. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest solution to anything I guess, that I guess you're get. right. This is, this beer is anti-American. I guess you're right. Yeah. Let's say, I support his right to brew beer, but I don't like the way that he brews beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Well, here we are once again at the end of the show. Oh, shit. This is where so, my memory is put to the test. This is where I am going to ask you. <laughs> yes. Where can they find us on Instagram? In, on Instagram? That's the place. <laughs> Drink local TV at drink local, drink local TV. Excuse me, one more time. At drink local TV. Where can they find us on Twitter? At drink local TV. Where can they find us on ye old internet? Drink local TV, where we're gonna have all the links to what we're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't have Check said it, it better. Out. Check it out. Couldn't have said it better. If I were sober. So. As we all know, neither of us are. <laughs> we will see you guys next time. Yes. But until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up. All the way up. <laughs> <laughs>